quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Welcome back to another episode of the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. And today we're Hi gonna... Gemma. Hi, how are you? <laughs> well. We're excited for today because we're gonna talk about healing ourselves into 2020 and setting meaningful goals for the new year. So yeah. Not your typical New Year's resolutions, a little different. Yeah, I think um, looking at what we're planning on doing in the next 12 months with the lens of parenting in mind. And I think always when we think about the lens of parenting, we also think about how we can heal ourselves and that when we dive into healing ourselves and looking at where there are places in our lives that we can make improvements, it always improves our parenting. So that's kind of how I was looking at it when we were talking about this. And um, I think the first one I'd like to talk about is the whole idea of the holidays. And since we're, we're coming upon Christmas and Hanukkah and it becomes really, really difficult and very harried and very scattered and we spend a lot of time on gifts and parties and decorations and we already as parents don't have any time to do anything, but somehow we muster up the time to spend on all of these activities. And I know for me, I spent an exorbitant amount of time on the holidays and I evaluated it over and over again. And I think it comes from a lot of different places, some of just trying to heal my own, you know, wounds from my own childhood and wanting to like have the perfect holiday for my kids. And um, also really wanting to have this experience and indulge in all these activities that are going on in our world around us during the holidays as a way of filling my own unmet needs. And when I really stepped back and thought about it, I was doing all these things, parties and all the activities at school I was participating in and multiple Christmas trees and a Christmas card and the photo shoot for the Christmas card and just all of that stuff was making me so agitated and anxious because I needed to get it all done. 
and the people that were suffering were me and then in my kids. It's like the when mama's happy, everybody's happy or whatever it is, you know, and it's like mm. obviously codependency or whatever issue that is. But when <laughs> I make myself miserable, even if I don't like outwardly show it, they become miserable also because they feel it. And with yeah. the holidays, this was the first Thanksgiving that I was like, you know what? No, we did end up visiting each family and we spent an hour with each and we took breaks in between and we just took our day really slow. And then we ate Thanksgiving meal, just the four of us. And it was amazing. Like, it was the best yeah. Thanksgiving we've ever had because there were no like rules and crowds and all the normal stuff. Yeah. And I think we have to think like, what do our kids want? I mean, I mm-hmm. said in a post today, I had three Christmas trains at one point <laughs> and I got rid of all of them. And guess who didn't notice? Right. My children. Yeah. Pia said, can we just get a regular little tree mom <laughs> with the tinsel on it? And I was like, wait, what? I was like shaking. You know, my mind was raising. I was like, no, I have to have my huge, beautiful, you know, thousand ornament tree. I have to have it. But why? It was for myself. It Mm -hmm. was to make myself feel better. So anyways, that was a big one, I think, that has really come up for me. And I've pared down extremely, like to the point where I'm not doing really anything. And I feel really good about it because all of that time that I've saved, I'm spending with my girls. So I'm really happy about that one. That was one of my major goals. And I think in, in that, I've healed some of my childhood stuff. You know, I really said, like, I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to have shame around not having things be a certain way. I don't have to have a Christmas card or have the perfect holiday. And that's okay. And I think this leads me to my next goal, which is all about working on my childhood hurts and really trying to move away from perfectionism and shame and all of that stuff. And I think that is really tied in for me to the holidays and to image and to, um, you know, curating this perfect existence for my kids that is impossible to curate because Mm -hmm. a perfect existence doesn't exist. (laughs) And, And you can work and keep doing it all you want. And I did it as a way to calm my own nerves and to calm my own upsets and to fulfill some things inside of me that I didn't get as a child. And so that's been a really big part of my goals for next year and have this last year is to just keep diving into that, keep journaling about it, keep talking about it, keep make, keeping it at the forefront, keep reading books around it. And um, that's been really important for me. Mm-hmm. Really, really important. I just read a really good book called uh, Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving. And a therapist recommended it to me and I read it and then I was like, okay, I get it. But now what do I do with it? And she's like, self-awareness is the first step. Now that you're aware, just like you're doing, mm-hmm. like make changes with holidays or whatever it is, like set your boundaries and mm-hmm. move forward that way. Yeah, we're we're reading adult children of um, emotionally immature parents in this private group. And that's all we talk about is that we have hurts from our own childhood. But then when I'm reading about it, I'm like, oh, I can see how I have a tendency to do those things, too. And so if I can curb that tendency to do those things, then I cannot, you know, damage my children as much as I was damaged. But nobody's getting out of this unscathed. And I think that's a big thing for us to realize as parents is that Our kids are going to have hurts, big hurts, and that's part of the human experience, and that's okay, and that's really okay. My oldest daughter is going through a lot of stuff right now, and I'm just like, it breaks my heart, but at the same time, I'm like, she's going to have all this resiliency. She's going to be able to start processing so much stuff now that I didn't process until I was like, you know, 25, and that it's hard for me to watch her, but it's so good for her. 
Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part for me too. And I wrote that down on my list is just yeah. like believing in my kids that they are resilient, even though to me, they're like these tiny little fragile people that I need to protect from everything. And I, I don't always let them just like go experience because I'm like, wait, 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 let me tell you this and this and this before you do it, you know, but mm-hmm. they're fine. They'll be fine. And I'll be here. Yeah. And that leads me to this next one where it's like, I really need to and I know I do but I need to just continue to move forward with letting them have their own feelings when it's uncomfortable for me letting them emote letting them say yeah this really sucks and and Esme said to me recently mom I don't really want to talk to you about it like I I just like it's my thing and I I don't really want to talk to you about it right now and being okay with that That's and so having hard. it with it is but it's like it's her experience and she wants to process it the way she wants to process it and so letting her allowing her to do that is really hard too but i have to like really consciously keep telling myself let them have their feelings whatever they are don't get defensive <laughs> don't get angry don't try to squash it don't try to squelch it just let them have their feelings regardless of how I feel about it. And it's a constant struggle for me because I was never allowed to have my feelings. Thus, back to goal number one, <laughs> work on my childhood. It's like they're con- it's like it's an onion, right? All these yeah. things. Yeah. You know, I I don't push as me into necessarily telling me, but I'm telling me, but I definitely make my presence there. Yeah. Just in case something needs to come out my way. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just want to make sure I'm around. And that brings me to the other one. That's seeing my um, teenagers sass because now I have an 11 and my daughter will be 14 next month. (laughs) Um, Seeing the sass as, you know, a disconnection and a response to their own experience and not taking it personally. And that's been really hard, just not taking it personally. It's not about me even though I think everything's about me. She doesn't want to tell me things, so I immediately think, oh, I've done something wrong. I'm not safe enough. But that isn't necessarily true. It It isn't about us. Her sass is saying unkind things, and all of a sudden it's about me. Like, she's insulting me, but it isn't. It's about her experiencing her own life, and it's differentiation. We cannot be enmeshed with them. They are not They are not us. We are not them, and, and, and having that separation is important. And emotionally really hard for me as a codependent emotional human being (laughs) that's not the way we operate in my in my family so just taking a look at those things and trying to undo them is really hard it is hard I do that when they get the gimmies I don't do people call them the gimmies that's what my mom called them when they like want more we go to Target and they're like I need something from the dollar bin and I'm like calm down they're just kids of course they want more but to me I'm like you're so rude how did I raise such ungrateful little brats that like want everything in the store but it truly has nothing to do with me (laughs) no it doesn't it they're just kids and they're acting like kids oh I have the give me's too I go to Target and I'm like my eyes start to like glaze over I'm like oh housewares oh cleaners I like go to the cleaning and I'm like there's pretty cleaners in here that smell good I for sure need one you know it's it's consumerism at its worst but yeah we're all we can't expect little kids to filter that out we can't even filter it out Mm -hmm. I go there my car is totally full of crap I do not need and so it's like we can't expect them to be more self-regulated or mature than we are Mm -hmm. that's just not possible 
right? I know. I think another thing for me is like taking full responsibility for my side of the street when it comes to, um, you know, conflict, either with my children or with my family or with my friends or anything, but just like taking responsibility and really thinking like, yeah, I have, I have a stake in this. I have a wrongdoing part in this. And if I expect my children to fess up to what, you know, what they've done wrong, then I, I have to fess up to what I've done wrong and, and making sure I'm looking at myself and saying, yeah, that, that probably wasn't the best way to handle it. Getting defensive isn't good. Michelle, you should just take what someone has to say and sit with it for a minute and be okay with that. So really like looking at that, like taking responsibility for my own wrongdoings in situations, which is not always easy. Yeah. I always say like, I wish life was like texting where you had like two minutes to think before you respond, you know, and you can like delete your words or like start over because in the moment, it's so hard to not just give your genuine reaction. Yeah. You don't want to like be that. No, no. And mine is defensive. I get Mm -hmm. defensive and Esme will call me out on it. She's like, I told you this and you got so (laughs) defensive. And I was like, Great. Thanks a lot. (laughs) You're right. I did. I had to say it the other day. I had to say, you're right. I got defensive. I really did. I'm sorry. I got so defensive. She's like, it's okay. I realized it right away. I was like, oh my gosh. Hey, huge. She's She's good. She's getting it. She, I have no worries about her. She is getting, she's going to struggle like the rest of us, but she gets it and Mm -hmm. she's speaking her truth and she's processing and she's good. She's really getting in and I'm really proud of her. It's, it's amazing to watch. It really is. All the work you've been doing. I mean, and her too. She's smart and she's been doing it too. Mm -hmm. She's great. Um, the other thing is like taking care of myself. My, my dad told me the other day, he goes, you got to take a break in between all this stuff. You need to take care of yourself. And I was like, I don't have time to do that. (laughs) He was like, you got to practice what you preach. And he's so right because I'll be like working on all this mental stuff and whatever. But sometimes I don't just say, okay, I'm checking out today. I'm done for a couple of hours. I'm done for the afternoon. I just got to check my Facebook. I just got to see if anyone needs me over here. And 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 part of that is like I I need to feel needed and where does that come from and where where's that, you know, like from my childhood that never being seen, never being heard and then when you're seen and heard and understood, then you like crave to get it all the time, you know, like you're a junkie for it. And so like turning that off and saying, I don't need to feel needed right now. It's okay just to be silent. And that's super hard for you to just like be quiet and not do not do. Yes. (laughs) Well, because then I'll be like, oh, I'll just read. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll read for like hours and take notes and like internalize. (laughs) That's not really relaxing. Reading. I don't read a novel. novel. I read like, yeah, yeah. I read like, you know, nonfiction. Yeah. And I always have. And so I have to really tell myself to. Just I turn know what it I'm getting you for Christmas now. <laughs> oh oh no! In three to five days. One of those romance novels. Yeah, something really good. <laughs> I mean, I remember a long time ago. I read Memoir of a Geisha with my oh, best friend. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, this was so good. And she was like, really? And I was like, well, yeah. When you read nonfiction your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my god. So needs to stop. Needs to really take it down. <laughs> Um, and then I think the last one for me is 
just to not yell and not raise my voice. And I've really like over the years been doing so much better. I mean, extremely so much better, but it still will, it still becomes an issue. Um, every, I'd say every three weeks or so I have a relapse. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is normal. And then I'm like, I feel so bad though. Cause I go to back to shame and perfectionism and all of this. And yeah. so then it just plays into all of that, which is okay. It's good for me to work on that too at the same time, but um, just like not yelling, not raising my voice and not being shaming mm-hmm. and, and, and mean and mean. <laughs> just plain are, mean. Yeah. For me too. And I always think to myself, I wonder if there are parents out there that just like never yell, but I do oh. actually know someone that's never yelled and I'm like, you're an alien. No. How do you do that? <laughs> My ex doesn't yell at the kids ever, ever, never. But you know, he also doesn't set limits. So yeah. it's like everyone has their <laughs> yeah. issue. That's like Danny's so much calmer than I am, but his boundary issue is way more intense than mine. Like he can't say no to them. And I'm like, no, no, I'm doing something. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that yelling is worse. It just means that it's a, it's a problem, you know, yeah. like the rest of it, like not setting limits is also a problem too. Yeah. For some people that becomes their really big sticky issue. That's yeah. like when it's time for work, he can't wait to go because he's finally like, I'm free. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You could be free here too. We just yeah. got to work <laughs> on that part. <laughs> true. That's very true, right? <laughs> or I have a client who she um she won't yell really, but then she doesn't set the limits. And then the child is just like nag, 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 mm-hmm. nag, 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 until they get her to say yes. And then she's gets doesn't get upset, but gets withdrawn. Yeah. That makes him look resentful. Yeah, withdrawn and, you know, goes into her shell. And I get that. That's a whole thing, too. We all have our thing, right? And Mm -hmm. mine's, you you know, mine and yours are we go zero to 60 really fast and other people go inward and each person's different and not one is worse or better than the other. What we have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is self-care all over now that I heard your list because my list is way more shallow and like... (laughs) I did have shaming on here, but for me, I feel like I can come to parenting. Like my natural is pretty peaceful besides the like things that were modeled for me. Like I always, from day one of having a kid, I was like, why am I an alien? Like, why do I, everything in my gut tells me to do exactly the opposite of what the culture Mm -hmm. tells us to do. And so I always just kind of followed my gut anyway, because I didn't work and I didn't have anywhere to be. So it didn't matter if I was up all night feeding a baby every 45 minutes, like I could sleep in the day, you know? Yeah. So with time, like obviously, and with toddlers and now Caleb in school, things have triggered me more. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't actually yell that much, but I found like, and especially learning from you, like the self-regulating is huge for me. So all mm-hmm. my goals are based around self-regulating. Like the first mm-hmm. one I wrote down was to get up earlier than my kids every day. Cause when I do that, I've just found like a huge difference in our day, at least the first few hours of our day, cause stuff happens, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we can start off good. That's good though. I think people yeah. will like that Gemma though. Those are good practical practical things they're not shallow and also just like more sleep in general because when I'm tired you know when you get that time at night and it's silent I'm like there's a million things I want to do right now like nobody's asking anything of me but then I pay for it the next day and then my kids Mm -hmm. pay for it because I'm tired and don't Mm want to engage and it's good energy what else did I say? The shaming, like for me, is still huge. I hate Legos. I will always hate Legos. And whenever <laughs> there's a Lego around, I'm just like, 
Lego. Shame, 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 shame. <laughs> like, we'll get out of Lego. Oh my and gosh, wait, enough. why? What is it about the Legos? <laughs> because, I mean, I've talked about how we do Lego stories, so we play out like things yeah. that are going on in life, but I don't know. They're just never satisfied with the Lego man that's chosen, or we need a different vehicle, and they're all in this uh, box. Of, like, It's just, Legos are hard. Do you not have Legos in your house? Oh, we had them, um, but nobody cared about yeah. them. Well, the Caleb was into them, so now Jonah is, but it's almost like the gimme thing. It's just like we can't oh. just like sit and play. We always need to get more. And so I make comments. It's only during Legos that I do this, but I'm like, you're just never satisfied. Mommy has to get up again. I have to go get this thing now. And I'm like, why am I on a rampage over Lego? I'm trying to come to peace with Legos, but I just hate them. Could you set limits during the Legos and just say, no, actually, I'm not going to get that right now. Yeah. Tantrums and then it's over anyway. Like, it's just, yeah, we never have fun with Legos. Legos are triggering in your house. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we're I need to journal about Legos. Yeah. Um, But then another, I guess a deeper one is just like my friend, family, and then I call it work, but I mean, the podcast is my work right now. Just that balance of like, I've kind of lost touch with friends lately because I've put so much in the podcast and I'm like I need to just what you were saying just like stop thinking I always need to do 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 or like check the Facebook group because I was really active and now I'm like I just need to take a minute and like yeah you know? good it's good that's really good I mean it's the that stuff is good too it's all good it just yeah. you're right it's the balance of what's important and what's nourishing and what becomes pulling at you mm-hmm Dan and I just talked about, we bought an alarm clock, so we're just going to have a standard alarm clock and not use our phones and plug our phones in like away from our bed and not be constantly on the phone and like checking one last thing before we go to sleep. Just like enough. The screens are like everywhere. They are. And I think the expectation, this is totally getting off subject, but the expectation of that our kids shouldn't, you know, want to be on their screens is Mm -hmm. unrealistic because look how we are affected. I hate I know. it. I really I know, I like hate when I like lost in my phone and they're playing at the park and I'm like, wow, I just missed like 10 minutes of, mm-hmm. I could have just been sitting here breathing air and like living. Yeah. I just, I really want to be more present in 2020, mm-hmm. like where I am at the moment. I try to take off from the time they get off of school. Like I put my phone away when I pick them up from school and I try not to go on my phone or my computer for the like next two hours or whatever and just kind of be really with them. And then I take another like, you know, whatever hour and a half off for dinner. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I go back until midnight. (laughs) 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 But I'm like, okay, that's something. Yeah, those I mean, those are mostly mine. They were all just about self-regulating, sleeping more. I've been walking a lot. I take the dog and we just will walk for like an hour with no phone, no nothing and just like be. For me, when I come back, then I'm like, I feel like a new person. I think we're Being just outside. like meant to be in nature. Yeah, I was going to say, I like to hike once a week and and uh, it makes me feel so much better mm-hmm. just being outside mm-hmm. and breathing the air and not being like inside or in a gym or in a yeah. yoga studio or whatever. It's like being outside is refreshing. There's that thing called grounding too that I've wanted to try where you just go stand like with your bare feet and it's supposed to be really good energy or I don't know. I need to look into it more. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Pia said, we have to do PE in the rain. You know, it never rains here. And I was like, well, you guess what? You're not going to melt. (laughs) You're going to be okay. (laughs) She's like, no, you know, (laughs) my sister moved here with her two year old, like six months ago and they were from California 
And the first few times it rained, he was like touching his face, like very distraught. Like, what is this on? Yeah. When we were in Oregon, I I felt that way too. We, it snowed and we went outside and mm-hmm. it was like magic for us, you know, yeah. just like five inches of snow and, and you could feel it on your face. And of course, my girls are going out there with like a sweatshirt and tennis shoes on. And oh I was like, gosh. no, 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 honey. <laughs> girls, we came out to so that. They were like cute. freezing. I'm like, yeah, no joke. The sweatshirt with nothing on underneath Do they even it. They just, own outer We stuff? had to go. We had to go to like Target, of course, <laughs> so my favorite funny. place, yeah. and buy boots and, and uh, jackets. But being out there in the just in the wilderness, there was no sound, you know, there were deer. It was just, it was lovely. And we like to do that a few times a year to get out there. It's great. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, um, I think we should talk about this in our Facebook group. Yeah. Maybe we'll Let's post some, what's your, yeah. What's your, what's your goal? Are you going to heal yourself? You, yeah. How will you heal yourself in 2020 to make yourself, you know, be able to come more self-regulated to your parenting? Like, um, Gemma said, and thanks for listening. And, um, we hope you have a good holiday season and we I think we'll have another podcast before before Christmas for sure yeah. before um, Hanukkah I think yeah all right okay. thanks Gemma See you guys next week thanks Michelle okay